When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, welcome in everybody to the PHNX Suns postgame show presented by Four Peaks. Basketball just isn't the same without a delicious Four Peaks in your hand, especially when you kind of want to wash wood away. And I'd like to wash tonight away because the Phoenix Suns fell to the Brooklyn Nets. 116 to 112. The Twins got us on this one. Yeah. 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 Take your hat off. The big three were back, but a lot of the same problems still remained in a lot of ways. Minutes without Devin Booker on the court were still a struggle. Uh, they... At times we talked about in pregame, we wanted you know we wanted to see ball movement. At times they stood around still. Uh, it felt like a lot of the same things we've seen. And then there were some mistakes down the stretch in the fourth. Again, another problem that we've seen throughout this year. Uh, I wasn't disheartened by what I saw from the big three, but I was disheartened by the fact that we're still talking about the same problems that lead to an O. Well, I, I I've been saying that. You know, I've been saying that it didn't matter if the big three were all together. Um, turnovers still exist. Um, you know, the the bench not being able to score. Now we have we'll get into that. And there's obviously there's a reason why the bench wasn't as good tonight because we have a lot of guys out. But um, the the Brooklyn Nets at one point were literally playing five on four and leaving Nasir a little open in the corner because they knew he wasn't going to be able to hit a three. And that's when they went on that big stretch run in the in the first half and took the big lead by 15. And, um, you know, I, I think Bradley Beal's still trying to find it. He's still trying to get into the rhythm. I thought he he looks like he has good bounce and good energy. But there's listen, I think after all this time and then watching this game, I was afraid of it watching it. I just I don't like this offense at all. I don't like the ball movement. I like I like what Devin Booker's doing, sure. Yeah. But you can't rely on one guy to try and get everybody involved, especially when he's on the bench. Like, yeah. there's got to be better movement than that. And it just, it's really deflating to see this. And listen, man, everybody's on alert, but we're not going to panic. Yeah, I agree. The offense, I mean, I, I, I want to give it a couple more games. I want to give it two, three more games because, like I said, pregame, um, I, I just think these guys are going to need some time to adjust. And with Grayson out, with Gordon out, Kogi was missed tonight. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. So, I mean, it's a tough game tonight. I tell you what, though, I'm I'm a little bit baffled with Frank Vogel and some of the things he's done. And, I mean, we, we talk, he was supposed to be the defensive genius. He was supposed to be this defensive guru. And there were times where I'm scratching my head. Like, I, I don't know what they were doing on defense. Saul made a good point while we're watching the game. Crunch time, late in the fourth, and you're doubling off a of Cam Johnson. You're lucky you <laughs> hit that and, and he missed a shot, but it's like, yeah, that's not the guy. And so definitely some things to uh, to consider as far as I see the chat. People talking about Kevin Young's offense. I'm talking about Frank Vogel's defense, a lot of moving parts. I want to give him a little bit more time, but uh, definitely some some concerning stuff there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think there. I think you guys are both right. There's questions about both systems on both ends of the court, and and what are you trying to truly accomplish? Granted, I think Kevin Young has many more weapons uh, on the offensive end than Frank Vogel does on the defensive end, especially yeah. when Josh Okogie's not out there for you, but yeah. there are 
there are a lot of questions that that need to be answered from this team uh, in terms of what they're what they're trying to accomplish out there on the court because big three look good but this was not enough to get it done any night yeah and even the big three though like it's gonna take some time to fully figure out what their flow looks like offensively too I mean I mean let's start off by looking at some of their numbers from tonight's game and our triple money presented by Arizona Lottery don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers but the big three tonight of course, we've got Bradley Beal out there. He His numbers were the lowest of them all. Um, Bradley Beal finished with 14 points, one rebound, and four assists, although he did shoot six of nine from the field. Kevin Durant finished with 27 points, six rebounds, and four assists. He was nine of 18 from the field. And Devin Booker, 34 points, six rebounds, 12 assists, nine of 14 from the field. I think... The thing that stood out the most to me about the big three was just how Devin tried to, we were all talking pregame, when something big happens around the team, usually you see a real hyped up Devin who comes out Mm -hmm. with some ump behind him. And while he was passing the ball well, he didn't take a single field goal attempt in the entire first quarter. I think he played roughly around nine minutes. Um, By the time he had reached 13 minutes of play in this game, He had six assists, which was great, but we need Devin to shoot the ball. He can't defer that much trying to get his teammates involved playing point for this team. There has to be a balance there, especially now that the big three is out there. And I think that might take a little bit more time than I would have hoped, but I'm also still optimistic that it won't take too much time. It's I said it in the pregame that they couldn't the 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 three guys out there couldn't defer to each other or like take turns in terms of this right um Devin Booker kind of set the tone for that because he had multiple open shots and listen bad basketball is passing up open shots and he had multiple opportunities to shoot and because he didn't he kind of put his teammates sometimes at times not every time at times in in a in a worse position than he had and that's not good basketball listen anytime you score only 22 points with this team in the first quarter, that's not good. You got to score more than that. They're capable of scoring more. I know what Devin was doing. He was trying to set the tone, trying to get everybody involved. And hell, it's mad impressive that he still got 34 points in three quarters. Like he he can do it with ease, and we can see that. But you still have to take those opportunities to score when they're there, um, it, it, because it ends up hurting your team, and it did tonight. And there were some times, especially early on in the game, where it took them like nine, ten seconds to even like start their yeah. offense. They were just kind of standing around, and it's like, okay, big three, you got to do something here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is not it. Heck, I don't, I don't need. Uh, sure, book doesn't shoot fine, but they weren't moving the ball even. Like Correct. if the ball yeah. were whipping around mm-hmm. and book didn't happen to take a first quarter shot, yeah. you, that's fine. But the, it was stagnant, and when Book's not taking the yeah. shots and it's stagnant, that's problematic. And to me, look, the the most the thing that stood out to me most, uh, Bradley Beal free throws, zero, yeah. zero attempts tonight in a game where they were in the bonus uh, for for part of the fourth. There, Bradley Beal's aggressiveness is not there, and when Bradley Beal doesn't have his aggressiveness. He's not Bradley Beal. Yeah. Right? I yeah. He, he was six and nine great, but he didn't go to the rack uh and and wasn't wasn't aggressive. And without that, I don't think this offense yeah. works the way you want it to. You know, pregame we were talking about uh spreading the ball around and who's gonna sacrifice. We talked about how Katie's career numbers, his his career shots per game is about 17, 18. Mm-hmm. He took 18, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we expect from KD. Book only having 14 shots and then Bill only having nine is a shocker to me. Yeah. If you would have told me pregame KD would have took 18 shots, I would have said, okay, that's KD. Uh, he was probably second in, in shot attempts. Well, he was first tonight on 18 looks. And so the volume has to improve. You got to get more than nine shots from Bradley Bill. You have to get more than 14 from Book. And if you, if you talk about that first quarter without taking a shot at all, that might be the difference in the game. Yeah. You take a couple of those plays off and and maybe win this game. Um, and I do feel like it's a little bit of looking around, kind of watching each other and saying, you know, you go, I go. How are we going to do this? And that happens with a team that's had this many injuries and this is their first game. So 
I'm not tripping. The sky's not falling. It's a tough loss, but I, I think there's a lot of room for improvement, and they'll get it together. And additionally, uh, going back to the Beal point, and I'm, I, I do hope and I think that he will get adjusted and he will start to be more and more aggressive. I really do think right now he's he's thinking about his back yes. and he's playing a little yes. hesitant. That's why he's not as aggressive going to the rim because there's been opportunities and he just hasn't taken. Um, there was multiple spots in the second and third and fourth quarter where it was him and KD on the floor and they were deferring to each other. But you could tell Beal wanted no part of of attacking, uh, you know, in, in those opportunities, and so they deferred to like a Jordan Goodwin, or they deferred to a Nas Little, or they yeah. deferred to other, like that's not the right play. Like you got to go with the superstar, you got to go with the guys that can score all the time, and and Beal's one of those guys. I do think that he's just trying to. I don't think he trusts it yet. Right. Yeah. I think he's just Great. like, you know, yeah. hoping that everything's good and it's going to take a little bit of time, probably three or four or five games. But he, I think I do think it will come along. And once once it does come along, um, then he's going to be off to the races yeah. and then things do change. But in the short term, the offense has got to improve. Mm -hmm. The ball movement has got to get significantly better, especially if you want these guys to be able to perform at the level that you're hoping that they can perform. Now, when we add these these guys from the bench, mm -hmm. Air Gordon. Grayson Allen, Espo pointed out multiple times when they were leaving Nas Little in the corner or they were leaving, uh, you know, Jordan Goodwin in the corner. Well, it soon will be Grayson Allen in the corner. And I guarantee you they right. won't they won't sag off as much right. because Grayson can hit that corner three or with Eric ease. Yeah, or yeah. if or they do, they're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. so, so th that will be a factor. But in the meantime... We just, you know, they got to clean some things up. Again, I'm not worried either. And with Bradley Beal, too, in addition to probably the mental hurdle that he's going to have to get over about being worried about his back, he also has to get into full game shape. Correct. Like, there were times, we pointed it out yesterday, we could see it again tonight, there were times where Brad looked tired, mm -hmm. and he needed a little bit of a break. Like, it's going to get there, it'll be a few games, but he'll get there, and then things will get a little bit better, and he'll be able to fight through any sort of fatigue a little yeah. bit easier, and just give more to the game throughout yeah. the in entire... I Entire uh, game. I I did notice that early in the game he had a little bounce to him, and then you could see progressively. I mean, this is a back to back. Mm -hmm. He did play with twenty seven minutes last night. Yeah, 34 Thirty four tonight. Okay, and this is a guy that we were thinking might not even play tonight because we were wondering if he would play back to back. So I saw the minutes low tonight, and you can kind of see the bounce slowly go away. Uh, he hasn't played basketball, consistent basketball in a long time. And I, I know people keep saying he's been out a month. It's really two months. <laughs> like he hasn't he been back for short. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's been like in and out of basketball, back and forth for the last two months. So go ahead. Well, I, I want to say this right now. And this is I'm not trying to say the sky is falling or anything mm -hmm. like that. But what this gives me is. Cliff Kingsbury vibes oh. where you have, you have Ooh, talent, it, you have talent, <laughs> but it's disorganized. Okay. That's like fair. there's, it's disorganized on both ends of the floor and there's no cohesion. Now that's because of a lack of chemistry and the new parts going in and out. Totally get it. But there's still, I feel like fundamentally speaking, there should be some structure in terms of what you're trying to do and a purpose. And I feel like right now they're not really playing with a purpose. They're just kind of winging it sometimes. Yeah. And that's not that's not a great place to be if you're a basketball player on that court with all these players around you, especially two other players that are phenomenal. So that's I want to see that improve mm -hmm. soon because that, that needs to happen. It has to happen. Otherwise, that's going to be a recipe for disaster as we move through the season. I, just, I hate coming back to this, but... The common denominator with the Suns offense throughout the last few years is Kevin Young. We're back here. And it's the old Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until you're punched in the mouth. The Suns have been punched in the mouth when it comes to injuries. And whatever this plan is does not seem to be working. And, and if it devolves into lack of ball movement and standing around... It's not an offensive system to me. That's you're relying on book to make something happen or you're relying on KD to make something happen. At some point uh, we need to see something that yeah. actually resembles a true offensive system 
that, you know, sure, is it better when the big three are out there? Yeah, but it still operates when uh, yeah. when there's other pieces out there. Because right now it's not working with the big three out there in terms of moving the ball, but it's definitely not working when Devin Booker's not out there. Well, yeah. here's an example, okay? Uh, and Zeus Four talking about has Cliff Kingsbury ever won a championship? Don't compare him to Vogel. Okay, whatever. Here's my comparison, all right? Uh, you had at the 1038 mark of the second quarter, you had Nas Little check in, okay? Metu was playing pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and now on defense, you can make an, a case that defensively Metu was, was breaking down a few too many times for your flavor. Okay, cool. Nas Little played the, the next 10 minutes and 38 seconds till halftime. Didn't come out for that whole stretch. And, and they made a run to try and get back into the game. They cut it to eight going into half. But I still felt like, why, why didn't you go back to Metu? Because during that stretch... That's when Nas was getting those shots in, uh, from the wing, and he wasn't able to connect multiple times, and it just felt like we couldn't get a flow because of that. I would have liked to see Metu come into the game or come back into the game uh, to, to give another opportunity. Yeah. I will say this. Yuta and KBD right now are on the outside looking yeah. in. They have been really rough to watch. Uh, they were hunting Yuta. That's why he never came back into the game after mm-hmm. he came out. Yeah. Uh, and then KBD, shit, at the end of the game, you need to stop. He's in there for defense, and the guy goes right by him to the yeah. basket for an easy layup. Yeah. Those are the things that can't happen if you want to play at a high level. So those two, I get I get it. But Metu should have played, I thought, a little bit more. I don't understand why yeah. Nas Little played as, as much as he well, did. But, you know, maybe they're trying to showcase him. I don't to know. To be fair, Nas Little had 10.7 rebounds, three assists. Like, it wasn't – he wasn't a, a, a net negative. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jordan Goodwin – had a complete off night, uh, but you understand you but were out was, of other cards. And, and he was the guy last night. Uh, you know, you K- know what I mean? KBD's the guy to me. Why is he getting 12 minutes and Metu only gets 20 in there? Uh, I get that you went to Metu kind of as your backup <clears throat> center with Eubanks, but with how well Nurk was playing in his minutes, uh, I, I'm not overly concerned about who's backing him up. Yeah. I, I rather would have had... I would have rather have had Matu out there at the end and just given him the opportunity to, to yeah. sink or swim defensively. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have been any worse than Dinwiddie running right by KBD for that layup, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and at least go, hey, you know what? I have some faith in you. Go out there and, and see what you can do. And then offensively, at least you know he, he's he got an opportunity to potentially yeah. hit yeah. a three if he's open. For sure. And listen, folks, like I don't think any one of us sits here as we sit right now and look at the Suns and say they're a championship level team. Like we can stop with that. They've like got a lot they, they've got a long to way to go. They've got yeah. a lot to improve. They got a lot of things to clean up. None of us are saying that. But yeah. what we are saying is there is an opportunity to clean a lot of these things up, um, to to at least start to get to a level where you can at least hope to compete at a high level yeah. with some of the best teams that you're inevitably going to see soon. So. Those are the things that I'm looking in and you got to look at this in kind of sections, right? Yeah, we we had the first you know quarter of the season. Now you got the second quarter of the season trying to figure out how uh, these guys are going to work. And now you got the big three back and then you're hoping to get the other pieces, uh, you know, solved. Yeah. And then the third quarter of the season, you're you're really pushing to, to build that chemistry even more and really hone in on it, everything. And then the fourth quarter, you're putting it all together to get ready for the playoffs. Like that's the ideal scenario. But right now, you know, we're, we're, we're listen, we're, they're in the learning phase. Yeah. They're, the, they're yeah. in the infancies phase right. of this whole project. And we got to keep that in mind. Yes. And there's 100%. a lot of room to grow, too. Like, I think yeah. that's one thing that you can hang your hat on and try and use a silver lining here is. While it hasn't been ideal by any stretch of the means, it hasn't exactly been super fun either. There is a lot of room to grow for this yeah. squad. Like we finally have the big three back. That chemistry will continue to get better and better as we get more games under their belt. When we get the rest of our actual bench back in Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon, two of the main players there, I mean, or you could debate if Eric or Grayson no, Allen no, is yeah, still no, your, no. your fifth starter. Yeah, it might be you a could even ask that question. It's going to make a big difference. It is because you're not going to have to rely on Yuta, who hasn't been a reliable three point shooter this year, or KBD, who's been hot and cold, or, you know, even Chemezi Metu, who's been great so far. But Chemezi has its fault, has his faults as well. Chemezi, to me, the one thing that stands out for him is, and I really wish he didn't do this because 
feel like it's one of those things that's such a hard habit to break. He gets so down on himself when yeah. something doesn't go right, which is like, listen, you're younger, like you're going to figure it out. Keep going. Keep your head up. Sometimes when you hang your own head, that's that you defeat yourself in those moments. That's one thing that I want Chemezi to kind of work. You on. know, I do notice that. And we you said it earlier when we were watching. The thing that makes me wonder is um, he's, he's playing well. Mm -hmm. And then it almost seems like the coach just forgets about him or. And so it's easy. It's it's subconsciously you're probably like damn I, I gotta make every shot or I gotta do anything right because even when I'm doing anything right I, I start a game and then I don't play to the fourth quarter like that's that's kind of a real I don't want to use the F word but that's kind of effed up um, yeah, but when, when you got young players it, it be psychologically is tough as well this is always this has been the knock I mean we heard it uh, at summer league from some of the mm -hmm. Kings executives that Chemezi Metu has all the tools it's it, it's can he stay mentally in the right yeah. spot? And right. at some point, you got to be ready whether you play in the first half yeah. and you don't play yeah. it until late in the third or whatever the case may be. At some point, that's on you. But so yeah. you brought up the uh, you know we're not saying this is a championship team now, uh, but that there's potential, right? You yeah, look at the, this roster. Yeah. Okay, well, who was in the finals from the East in 2022? Uh, the Celtics. 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 Yeah. What this, was their this record? This day yeah. in 2021, they were 13 and 14. There you go. They were 10th. They were 10th in the East. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. Well, and, and then and go, look, worse go look at Miami keep looking. last year. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Boston. They were like 21 and 21 at one point. Yeah. I mean, like, so no, not every team's a finished product at this point, Correct. right? So you accept that. And the thing we need to see is that growth. Can they overcome things? Do things become better and start to click and make mm -hmm. sense? And do they find chemistry? And can they still stay healthy? Those are the things that are going to determine how far this this yeah. team goes. So I, I, I'm not writing them off, but I'm not going to print my tickets for for June and be like, "Hey guys, let's <laughs> buckle in for a long freaking ride here." I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's a work in progress. Yes, but you have a really nice base. Yes, that's what I will say. Yeah, you've got a really nice vehicle. Nice tires, nice rims. The interior is good. The engine's great. Nice transmission. Everything makes sense. You just gotta get that thing on the road and and start. You know they haven't gotten to that point yet. This is day number one, and unfortunately, <laughs> we were waiting for the big three to play. But I think no, I don't think anybody here thought that when we saw the debut of the big three, we'd be missing three of the top seven rotation guys. Right? It's Grayson, Gordon, and Nikogi. These are all guys that play a lot of minutes. I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying it is game number one. Yeah. If we're having the same conversation in game number seven and ten, uh, I'd be a lot more worried. But get first game, I, I, I'm just going to chill. I want to address something the chat keeps bringing up. Oh, you know. The the Celtics had Udoko and the Suns had Vogel. Udoka. 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 <laughs> Yeah, uh, Vogel won a championship, uh, you know, and uh, and didn't harass somebody in in his own uh, team to wind up in Houston. So, I mean, can we can we really just can we lay off on the Frank Vogel's not as good of a coach? If he wins a title this year, he's better than than what happened in Boston. There, like he has a title to his name. He's had success. Right now, does it does it look great? No, but that's the whole point of what we're talking about. Is it's it's a work in progress right now, and we'll see. Can he overcome this? It's it, we're we're three months into his coaching tenure here, and we're ready to write him off. Oh well, you know what? If he only he played bull bull and Saban Lee tonight, they would have won, and he'd be a genius. You know that's yeah. what that's the kind of reaction stuff. No, pump the brakes a little bit here, and and let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and we have tomorrow off from games, and we'll be back on Friday when the Suns take on the Knicks, and that'll be our second look at the big three, and hopefully things will get a little bit better, and we'll feel better after that game and of course you can watch it on arizona's family sports and to catch all the games all you need is an antenna but wherever you live in arizona you can visit azfamily.com and click suns games for listing informations for your area az family is a great resource to help you find phoenix suns games on arizona's <laughs> family sports so make sure you don't miss out also if you are looking for a great christmas gift to give to yourself 
might I recommend new floors for your home with Empire wow, today? Empire. <laughs> Well, you have to Did finish it. I was like, you can't just <laughs> you do got, the beginning. You, you have to have that pause, otherwise oh, it's not effective. My bad. Uh, with <laughs> Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, and quick and professional installation. You can also utilize their floor visualizer at empiretoday.com slash phnx. It's really nice to be able to see what new floors will look like in your own space. So schedule a free in-home estimate today, and all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Can I address something real quick? Sure. Lou Be in the nice chat. Though. My guy. Like, okay. I get it. I get that the big three has been it has been another term for other players on other teams. I get it. But I'm not saying all their names every single time. Like, so we're just gonna keep calling it the big three. If you don't like it, just plug your ears for the second that we say it. But we're going to just keep saying it. Cause Let's just call him BBKD because BBKD, no. Then people are going to get real confused. Hey, actually, uh, how about this? How about this, Lou? Come up with a better name and we'll call him that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that could work. Okay. A polite, well, uh, yeah, name. yeah, uh, <laughs> a you know. nice name, yeah, not, yeah. Me. not yeah. don't be mean, bunch of assholes. We're not calling her that every time, all right? All right, she's not happening. Uh, we do have a couple super chats Stay here. The one. first one came in from Alter John. Thank you. They said, I wonder if the Nets ultimately made better transfers than us. Please don't quote next <laughs> me again. Obviously, I'm a Suns fan, but I'm happy for the Twins. I, I mean, listen, I think the Nets feel like they're in a pretty good place. Uh, they have, you know, all the Suns draft picks, it feels like. And they have, <laughs> yeah. you know, they have a nice base. I mean, mm -hmm. they do, like Cam and Mikhail and, uh, and Cam, Cam Thomas. Thomas. Like, they got some good yeah. players and pieces over there. You know, they're going to look to improve. And um, I don't think that the Nets feel like they missed out. I think that they wish things would have gone better. And But now they've moved on, and now they're looking towards the future. And I think they feel pretty optimistic of where they can go as a franchise. So... I wouldn't say all is lost there at can, all. Can I say something about that? Sure. You know, we're talking about the Nets. Nets made a good trade, and they have a bright future, like you said. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if the Nets couldn't get Kevin Durant back, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, they'd do it right now. Well, they yeah. would. They well, would. If you told the Nets, give me back all those picks, and you get these three guys, they would. Okay. Um, at least that's my opinion. Now, you can, you can feel how you feel after one game. But these guys' resumes, credentials, profiles, they're just too good. I'm seeing people say KD's a boss again. It's come on, we gotta stop. Yeah, oh we, 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 got, we gotta God, stop. I hope my career is, like, is so good that that being what right. KD is right now is considered a bust. Right. <laughs> and and I could so see this team racking off. Like they what do we got? The Knicks, Portland Wizards yeah. coming up. I mean they, I could see them I could see this team racking off five, six in a row. And then that's the roller coaster of this journey that I I, I don't like. I you know, it's one of those things you got to deal with in the sports business. But um, I'm not ready to go crazy on these guys after the first game of the big three. I, that's all. That's that's it. I can you even say who won I a, a trade at this not point? Yet. I mean, no the way. Suns technically were a higher seed in the playoffs last year than the Nets, right? They they have a better record right now than than I. You won't I be it. you won't be able to say it no. until like two or three years. From and now. and why couldn't years, both yeah. why couldn't both of these franchises? Uh, you know, I hate to be oh everybody. Can, I'm not so I'm not true, saying give everybody orange slices and but trophies here. Listen, but. Bill Armstrong, the, the the GM of the Coyotes, says that the the best trades are yes. the one that benefits both teams 100%. because then you you kind of you can trust the other team. Uh, for future deals, and there's a, a little bit of a relationship building there. And this, I do believe, was a good trade for both teams. It put us closer on paper to a championship, um, and it put them in a position to get some assets to replace all the, the, the things that they lost and start to rebuild and, and go for the future and their championship aspirations. So I don't think anybody has to win a trade. I think both both sides are happy with yeah. what they did. Yes. And I think the Nets can be excited because they've got a good base and they've got a lot of up and coming picks that could be really big time for them. Um, and they can see a good future ahead of them. And the Suns, 
if you want to stay positive, you can say the exact same thing. The, the big three is back. They're going to build chemistry and they could have a good future in the near future ahead of them as well. Well, and I think it, it, it's as simple as this, right? If you put, you took Katie and Beal off this team, you put the twins back with Book. Are they a championship team this year? No. Absolutely not. They probably don't even have a, a chance. But you put Katie and and Beal on this team, and if it clicks, you do have a chance. And that that that's the simple math to me uh, you, you, with it because, really, that's that's the goal right now. Matt Ishbia decided all in is, is his approach to start this, and that that's what they're going for. And they're in a much better situation to try to do that I think with the moves that they've made than they were if they had st- stood pat. They'd yeah. be a very nice team with you know a potential in the future, but I've lived through enough potential in this town, you know, and and guys that don't live up to it or teams that never fully reach it in terms of youth or whatever. I I'm I'm in for this approach even if there's bumps. And also, I think there is a we've talked about it so many times before. But listen, I, I I've seen this story before where you have the guys that you love because you know they're good people and they do all these things and you just you want to root for them. And I get it, I totally get it. You you you're investing in these players because you you want to invest in in the people that they are. I totally get it. But you know it hasn't worked out for the Suns. You know, it just hasn't. They haven't. Every time they made a big trade, or let me say the two biggest trades that they've made, um, Barkley and then getting Chris Paul, they've gone to the finals. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, take a chance. This is what everybody wanted. When we looked at this five years ago, six years ago, we're like, man, we got to get Devin Booker some help. Man, we got to get Devin Booker some help. Otherwise, he's going to leave us. All this stuff. And now you got an owner who is willing to throw everything but the kitchen sink to get us a championship, even if it doesn't work out. At least they are trying. At least they're throwing their hat in the ring to try and make something happen as opposed to the previous regime that had a championship caliber team and pissed it all away because of his own ego. So just chill. Let this play out. See where it goes towards the end of the season. And if we get back here in April and May and this team is a fraud, then we'll talk about how they're frauds. But we got so much more room to go. So let's just chill out. Can I can I address my boy uh, Iverson in the chat? Sure. I love me some Iverson. Hey, uh, right. Uh, he said, "Oh, we all know that the Suns are gonna are gonna choke in the playoffs for the third straight year." And I say to you, sir, you do not know math. This will be the fifty sixth straight year <laughs> that they choke in one way or another if it happens. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I rem- I'm sorry, ahead, Mike Roman. I didn't mean to yell at you. <laughs> I just remember being here last year before the KD trade and watching the Suns go like 3-19 and over a 22-game span. And everyone's saying, Mikel ain't it. Cam yeah. ain't it. You got to go for it. If you can get Kevin, do it. Selective amnesia <laughs> kicks in. They forget mm-hmm. that. Mikhail and Cam were part of that Dallas Mavericks debacle. Mikhail and Cam so nice. were part of the Bucks series. So, I mean, I get it. They, they, yes, these they're good players and they're developing and they're spreading their wings. But to me, it's a little selective amnesia. It's almost like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to forget that when they were here, I was begging for them to be traded. It's it just it's crazy. I, I will also say this: I don't think the players are freaking out. No, 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 hell no, no, no. hell no. Okay, I'd like to move on from Go this ahead. conversation. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm getting Let's tired go. of it personally. <laughs> anyway, uh, more super chats. Ryan sent us one. Thank you, Ryan. They said chemistry takes time, even in the NBA. KBD can go. <laughs> I know a lot of people are a little down. Chemistry takes time, but that guy who has that right now, get rid of his ass. Uh, a lot of people are down on KBD. I understand, but I agree with the chemistry portion of that. Gordon sent us one as well. Thank you, Gordon. They said the twins put our big three away. That's they right. Did. Next. The twins got us this time. Oh, yeah. They did. We'll remember that next time, though. Dirt Bike Boy sent us one, said you could tell when Book was on the bench, we were a different team and no rhythm. Yep. Yep. Now, that is something that has been consistent all season, and I yep. hope changes at some point in time in the near future. Uh this team is substantially substantially different when Devin is on the bench. Yeah, I I think when Beal gets his aggressiveness back, 
That did I say that wrong? You did say I it wrong. I did say it wrong. We like, there's not a B in there. I was like, better. what am I saying? Substantially. <laughs> I appreciate uh, you guys trying to just roll past yeah. it like it was nothing, though. We could tell you were struggling. We were going to let it be. <laughs> you, so, you could have told me was, a lifeline? She was so over that last conversation, she just forgot words. I you were did. struggling substantially. Thank you. <laughs> Lord, we're having a mess. Anyway, continue, Espo. I, I, I don't even know what yeah. I'm saying. Next super All chat. Right, next one. Travis sent us one. Thank you, Travis. They said, teams are going to treat the Suns as if they're better than they are now. They will want to get that morale boost beating KD, Book, and Beal. True. This yeah. is back. Suns point. are getting everybody's best shot yeah. right now, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. D-Nice also sent us one. They said, really poor coaching with zero defensive principles and very little offensive sets. Much better roster than last year, but they look lost. Yes. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Million percent. Yeah. Well. You know who didn't look lost out there? Who? Can we talk about one of our, can we talk about, can we give out awards? Sure. You want to give out awards? Uh, Go ahead. We're going to name uh, Yusuf Nurkic, our PHNX factor of the game. Uh, listen, I think we all talked about <laughs> the full gamut of Nurk, and I think you saw it tonight. I There was a, a, a comment in the chat earlier that said, uh, we'd be better off with DA. Uh, no, no, not in this, in this instance, you can't say this, that about this game, because one of the things that Nurk did was absolutely pound the paint. I thought his passing was good. I thought he's getting to the free throw line. He's causing contact. Like Nurk played a fan, a fantastic game. He had like 22 rebounds tonight. Like mm-hmm. you can't complain about Nurk. I thought Nurk was good. Yusuf Nurkic had an awesome game. 15 points, 22 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. It was his eighth double-double of the season. And he was just one shy of tying his career high in rebounds, which is 23. Following Yusuf, a back-to-back where he was yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Right? Yusuf has gotten better as the season as, has gone yeah. on, too. Yeah. He started to fit into his role. He's felt more comfortable in his in his in his role on this team. And I do think that that is also going to get much better yep. as the season goes along. When we extend him to the perimeter and the big three are just flying around the court and he's able to find them on back doors or yep. lobs or whatever, that's when you're going to start to see the full effect of Nurk. And then when all that happens and then Nurk is down low on the block, guess what? He's going to go to work. And I love the way he's aggressive down low on the block. It's just something we haven't seen very much in the last several years. I love DA. I have a personal DA supporter. I hope he does well in Portland, but he wasn't a good fit right here for what this team needed. And I think Nurk is doing uh, an adamant job uh, filling in that role. I'm just going to say it. And I know it's not popular, but I'm glad Draymond smacked some sense into him and he showed up tonight. (laughs) No, look, Nurk was fantastic again tonight. And yeah, we've talked about it before. There's some matchups that just aren't going to be ideal for him. But in nights like tonight, uh, and, and last night and when we saw him against the Nuggets, when you get that guy and he's beasting down low and he's getting those fouls, that's what's going to pay dividends in a half-court game. And you said this during the game, Flex, in the playoffs. Yes. And, and that's going to be the kind of thing that can be a difference maker. And he's a big reason why we've seen this shift uh, in free throws for this team too and, and just being able to be a little bit tougher. And I think he's the connective tissue. With this, with this big three, like you were saying, Saul, I think when when this group gets going, you're going to look at him and go, that's the guy that's making this work mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. When the ball is really moving, Nurk is a big part of that and being able to help set those picks, being able to have the right pass and find help find guys. I like what we're seeing from him, and tonight was another example. Also, can we talk about the body language, the personality, the effect that he has on his other teammates? Mm -hmm. I think Booker comes from a very direction, you know, very concentrated point of view, like, hey, he's the leader on the team. He comes with a very pointed focus, right? He's he doesn't mince words. He's straight to the point because he doesn't want to waste time. We gotta get this shit done, right? Yeah. Nurk is the He's the the kind of the the good cop, if you will. Yeah. He's the one that's kind of nurturing everybody else, make sure everybody's good. He's smiling, laughing on the court. He looks like he's having a good time playing basketball, which is fantastic. And he's he's the glue that's going to keep everybody together when things get a little rough. And they yeah. will get rougher. There there will be some spots where things get rough. But Nurk 
bless his heart, has been there the entire season, and he's played better and better each game. Mm-hmm. The guys, can, you can see the guys are starting to trust him a little bit more, and I think that is going to pay off down the road. So on the court, on the bench, in the locker room, Nurk is everything that you hoped he would be. I also think Nurk with the big three is going to thrive, mm-hmm. even though the big three wasn't big enough tonight, I guess you could say. Nurk is going to have a blast playing yeah. with the three of them out there. And I'm, it's just going to be even more enjoyable yeah. to watch. Yeah, I'm seeing some really good things from Nurk. Uh, and like Saul said, every, every game he's progressively getting better. He's getting more comfortable. The vibes are good. You can see there's a trust level there, too. Like, they know Nurk's going to work hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, for good or bad, there's going to be plays that are not going to look great. But at least they know he's out there working. He's out there trying. So I, I love the attitude. I, I can't, I can't uh, agree with you more, Lance. I think this big three, as they get more accustomed to things, he's going to be an X factor a lot on yeah. this show. The, I'm excited for that. The Suns aren't going to win a championship with just the big three. It's going to be the other guys that step up and who's going to grow <clears throat> into their roles and and really maximize their potential in those roles in order to t- get the full effect of the big three. It's, it's all going to work cohesively together. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. You can't just have three guys scoring all the points and everybody else just kind of watching. That that never works. So, again, I think this is something that, that things – this is something that will work itself out. Yeah. I'm excited for the big three to put it all together because then I can make the argument to give the big, bright, shiny star to other people not in the big three. <laughs> but for tonight, it will remain one of the big three in Devin Booker. He is tonight's big, bright Shiny star, as we mentioned earlier in the show, book finished with 34 points, 12 assists, two rebounds. And uh, this is this was now his 20th career game with 30 plus points and 10 plus assists, including playoffs that came from Shane Young on Twitter. They, he also now ties Steve Nash for the second most in Suns history. You know, what's so crazy. I just had this thought when we started the show. Um, you look at how rough it's been for this team early on in this game or in the season. I am Booker's played at a very high level. Just think about this for a second. It makes it even more impressive, to be honest with you. KD and Devin Booker literally beat the Nuggets twice last year in the playoffs, basically by, by themselves. themselves. Like they had one Landry Shamit, you know, barrage outside of that. That's how good those two were. Yeah. Like, I think we're forgetting that, right? Exactly. And so you have a better bench. They just need some time to get together. Booker doing what he does tonight. This is the first game since he's been back from his ankle injury that I felt like, okay, we got Devin Booker back because he was explosive to the rim. He was he was not, you know, he wasn't hesitant. He was physical, fell down on the ground, didn't care, got back up. Like, I thought this was one of his best games, to be honest with you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and he first start, yeah, I was gonna say and I he didn't started love the first slow. Quarter. That's that's a crazy thing. Yeah. The dude didn't take a shot, and this is the only what the first game since his rookie year, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Since twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, and the dude almost dropped forty tonight. And 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 here's the thing: we talk about how basketball it's like a, it's really a game of inches. Sometimes it's a miss and make league, correct? Yeah. I mean, if the Suns maybe make one more shot tonight. This is a whole different conversation. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, are you are, is the, are people feeling this way if we won by one tonight? No. Right. No. And so all of a sudden, oh, oh, great. They gutted it out. This team right. showed showed heart and fighting back. You know, correct. It, it, and, it, and, and I guess my point is that's one Devin Booker shot or one KD shot away from this being a dub. And so, yeah, Devin was terrific tonight. Uh, I think he could have been more aggressive and uh, we're going to yeah. be OK. Yeah, I feel like that stretch last night where we kind of saw him take over was where he went. Oh, I'm back. All right. I, I, I got the whole bag. And I wish again, wish that had carried over a little bit in the first quarter tonight but you can't complain about what you got out of Devin Booker where you got another uh all-world yeah, performance so reading this chat is killing brain cells maybe that's why right. I keep forgetting how to pronounce it uh, also uh, <laughs> also mind your p's and q's in the chat like we, we don't need yeah, to be aggressive chill out. be good to the point people, where you, you're just being a dick if you're gonna be a dick we're just gonna get rid of you so Abel chill also Go out and buy your Arizona Lottery holiday scratchers. 
because that might brighten your day a little bit. They yeah, started just win. $1, and you could win up to $500,000. I mean, that would be exciting, right? <clears throat> Nothing says, I'm going to chill when I get half a mil. Right, right, exactly. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends over at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You must be 21 or older to play. And speaking of our friends at Circle K, you know I love Circle K is so much. And right now, if you join their free membership program, not only will you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, but they are also doing a 31 days of Circle K inside the Inner Circle app where you can win free prizes, you can win free snacks, you can get coupons and weekly entries into grand prizes as well. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Let's take a quick look at the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Now, what's in the box? A 116-112 Suns lost. Three-point shooting. And we haven't really touched on this, but this obviously was a huge part uh, tonight. Uh, the Nets, uh, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the game. They didn't shoot great tonight. They were 15 of 41 for 36%, but it was enough when the Suns only shot 9 of 28, 32% from deep, and that's, as you 18, say, 18 ma- points. make or miss league. Well, there you go. That in and of itself, a huge deal. 49 rebounds for the Suns, 36 for the Nets, and that's crazy because the Nets were one of the best at rebounding coming into this game, but the Suns, in large part because of Yusuf Nurkic, uh, take it there. They win the assist battle, two thanks to Devin Booker, 28 to 24, but the turnovers, uh, well, better than what we've seen earlier in the year. Uh, They didn't force enough of them tonight. They had 12 of their own, only seven for the Nets, and that's how you get a 116-120. Here's a really odd stat that you would never guess from this turnover margin, right? Mm -hmm. So the Suns had 12 turnovers. How many points did they get off of those turnovers? I saw that. I don't remember, but I saw it. I know what you're saying. They only had four. Yeah. The Nets had seven turnovers. And we got like Or Yeah, yeah. And uh, they still – I mean, sorry. The 12 turnovers led to – Four points. Brooklyn's 15 points off turnovers. And then uh, the Suns only got four Four. points off of the seven. Off the seven. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, you know. You got to take advantage of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's it's that's it's 11 points. Thing. That's yeah. significant. 11 yeah. points all turnovers, 18 more at the three-point line. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's your game. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I do want to talk about the end of that game because last yeah. year, you know, the Suns were one of the best crunch time teams in the league. This year, we've struggled mightily in that area. A couple people in the chat were bringing up uh, KD and the foul at the end of mm-hmm. the game. What do you think happened? You think he just didn't realize what was what was going on? Uh, I don't know yeah. if he didn't realize it, but you know, it, we'll we'll probably hear from from Frank. I'm sure Gerald is going to ask the question because uh, everybody on Twitter was f- trying to figure out what the hell just happened there. But yeah, because they come out of a timeout. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and you you just wasted 20 seconds, and you're. You, that was just an inexcusable mm-hmm. foul. It really was. Yeah, it was, there, there was seven seconds left on the clock, three on the shot clock. Yeah, so. yeah. it was a four-second difference. Yeah. He, uh, he had a brain fart, man. <laughs> well, I, so it's one of two things. He either forgot the clock situation or he legit thought that the guy was going to uh, had a clear path to the basket and was going to score, but it didn't look no, like I that. Don't. So I think it was simply he remembered they had a foul to give, but he forgot the clock situation that they could have, uh, you know, they could have forced a, a potential shot clock violation and still got the ball back with four seconds. Uh, it's unacceptable from KD. It's unacceptable if Vogel didn't bring that up in the in the huddle. I'm sure, like you said, Gerald will clear that up. But this that's that's a small thing that makes a world of difference. Was it the only reason they lost? No, but it was a reason that they didn't have an opportunity to win it with a last second shot yeah. because you foul there, they get two free throws, they go up four, it's over. You could see by his reaction that he immediately know he effed up. You could see it. He fouled. And he looked at a couple teammates, and and he, you can clearly see that he was like, damn, I messed that one up. I don't know if they came out of timeout and said, bro, you got a foul to give. I don't know if he thought at some point the shot clock reset somewhere. I have no idea what he was thinking. As long as Kevin's been in the league, I know he knows the game of basketball. Made a mistake tonight, and uh, I don't know if it cost us the game. Uh, it was no. an important part of the game. Cost you an opportunity. Yeah, it cost an opportunity, um, but it happens. Uh, he just had a brain fart. 
Also, a little bit of a little <clears throat> bit of love, a flower, if you will, to uh, Jordan Goodwin for trying. Oh man, at yeah. least oh, so close. If book would have caught it right there, that would have given us such a good opportunity well, as well. Or if you know they allowed a phantom LeBron James timeout that like too. they did. Uh, that yeah, been nice. that's true. If they had just called it while well, he had it on his fingertips, yeah. fall out of yeah. falling out of yeah. bounds. That would have been nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, you live, you learn. We'll move on to the next game. Uh, speaking of games, if you want to play them, Gila River Resorts and Casinos <laughs> is a great place to play games where you can potentially win some big money. Uh, entertainment and excitement that you will not find anywhere else in the desert. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables and live tables, and Arizona's largest casino sports book. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playadhila.com for more details. Uh, also, we all lost our bets tonight, every single one of us, which means the leaderboard at least all took some L's we gotta tonight. Show it so Espo is mine, or Espo, sorry, I'm so yeah. used to saying minus. Stop saying minus. <laughs> Espo's in the lead with $172.50. I'm in second with 117.88. Saul is in third, minus 18. And Flex, you're getting real, real uh, close to About minus to 100. Yeah, digits, I'm getting baby. steamrolled Flex right Flex is minus yeah. 95.41 right I now. I deserve all the. I deserve all the. We don't uh, have to get this figured out sooner rather than Ooh, later. You're going to need a falling. <laughs> you're going to need a plus 3,500 to get you back in. You probably will. But listen, if you're trying to hit a Hail Mary or just play it safe, which I fully recommend, you should download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, though, and get in on the action right now. They have a $1,500 first bet offer when you sign up using the bonus code PHNX. You just place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So one more time, that promo code is PHNX, and you can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. Offers not available in DC, New oh, York, or Ontario. All right, a few more super chats here before Gerald joins us from the Footprint Center. Sean sent us one. Shout out to you, Sean. They said, first super chat, because damn, I need a job. But shit, you're the only <laughs> podcast I watch, and it's about time I pay my respects. You guys kill it. Go, sons. <laughs> Respect to you, Appreciate Sean. It, Thank Sean. you. Thank Sean, you. Sean, 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 a barely above 500 team. Hmm. What the hell is up with KD's free throws? This defense is awful sad face. I just think KD was a little rusty. Yeah. Uh, you know, sat out for about a week. <clears throat> and the first quarter wasn't wasn't smooth. <clears throat> and then after that, he was fine. I, yeah. yeah. I got I to gotta say, I did find it entertaining where he, when he told Book, no, no, no. I'm taking the... The tactics might have cost us the game. He yes. wanted to try to get back in rhythm. Point. Calm down. No, 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 no. I'm saying if you get that one point and you're going, now you no, 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 no. Listen, then, no, hey, if, guys, uh, if this happens, you know what? No, no, no. I'm saying, hit me out for real. Devin Booker missed the free throw tonight too. He did too. He did. So there you go. No, I'm not. We both lost guys, this game. I'm not saying. <laughs> Throw no, them both I'm, out. Get them off my team. Yeah, I don't mean it. I don't trade them all. Get them out of here. I don't mean it like that. Like literally, you know it's saving Lee and Bull Bull play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Katie will make his free throws. Yeah. He will. He will. All right. Gordon sent us one as well. Uh, Gordon said, BK Big 3 played 16 games together and won 13. How many will the Suns get? I don't know. We'll see. How many yeah. games are left? I'll However be, many they play in from here on they're out. They're going to play more good if we get to 16 yeah. of them together. You know? 15 games left. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let fun. you know. <laughs> uh, my Kafka sent us one as well. They said, I heard Beal wanted to come back sooner, and his teammates told him not to rush it. So in that locker room, all is good. 
chill. chill. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's right. You are absolutely correct. Uh, can I read this next one yes. from our most hated uh, people of all time, Aussie Suns fans? I'm joking, what? obviously. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, first of all, they started this fantasy basketball league. It's absolute dog shit because oh, I'm like a, I'm like two and five in it's it. It's awesome. So. I'm on the road. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, "Can't wait to see you all in two weeks." Oh, okay. I didn't know they were coming in two weeks. What? Let's hey, go, guys. I don't drink, so don't try to get me to do it because I know y'all <laughs> no, look crazy. They don't, they don't do that. They just they just take you to places to eat chicken wings in the hot ass fucking desert. If I'm it's not hot doing in December, that. Either. We got bigger problems. All right. I, I, I mean, love they said it was dudes. about to be 80 degrees this weekend. I don't uh, know. But safe travels, Aussie Suns fan. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Buddha the Schizo also sent us one and said, I lost my bet too. I had book scoring the first bucket. Demon! In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Gerald, welcome into the program. Gerald Borgay, of course, the fifth member of our podcast Who? here. Writer at gophnext.com for all the goodness. How's it going, Gerald? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Not oh, you know. G-Money. What's up, my boy? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Just uh, juggling which of the 15 stories I'm going to write over the next couple of days. Okay. Uh, well, um, what's Hi. the one that's standing out to you first from tonight that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, obviously the big three was the big topic of um, conversation for tonight's game. Um, they said that, you know, they saw some flashes of things that they really like and things that they can build on. Obviously, Book was really relieved to have not just Kevin Durant one pass away, but Bradley Beal two passes away. Um, and the way that they were able to attack that, Kevin Durant said he liked a lot of the looks that they generated when the three of them were on the court. The Suns just had a really rough shooting night. They shot 9 of 28 from three. Uh, this was definitely a game where they could have used Grayson Allen and or Eric Gordon out there um, to help with the floor spacing, to help punish the defenses for all the attention that they were giving Book and Beal and KD. Um, and I think the minutes restriction for Beal is obviously holding him back at this point. Frank Vogel brought it up. Um, it's something where, you know, he hit his first three shots and then they kind of had to take him out and that threw him out of his rhythm. The second quarter stint with him and the, and the bench heavy unit didn't go so well. So it's one of those things that as he chips away at that minutes restriction and as he gets, you know, fully back in a rhythm, shakes off the rust, that those non-book lineups are going to look a lot better because – Man, he played 40 minutes and the Suns were a plus 16 when he was on the court. And in the eight minutes he sat, it went to shit. They were a minus 20 and that was basically the game. So uh, lots to build on, a lot of encouraging things. Obviously, it's going to take more than one game for everything to fall into place, especially when they're still getting their full rotations back. Um, what happened at the end of the game? What, what did you hear about KD's foul? Uh, did Frank talk about it? Was it just a mental lapse? Was it on purpose? Like, what, what was the details there? Yeah, so I asked Kevin Durant about that, actually. And, and he said, yeah, he felt like the ref just kind of anticipated that he was going to foul and he wasn't trying to foul. Um, so he just said it is what it is. But that's kind of all the clarification we got there. I don't think they were intending to foul. It was just one of those plays where there was a little bit too much contact and the ref made a call that – unfortunately put the Suns in a tough spot on that last possession there. Mm. Hmm. Did you get any clarification on why we saw Tremezzi start, but then his minutes kind of dwindled, didn't start the second half? Was there any particular reason rotation-wise? Yeah, absolutely. It was mostly because the Drew Eubanks minutes were awful. In his four minutes, he was a minus 18, I think. Um, and he has had a string of games now where he just hasn't really looked good as that backup big off the bench. Um, and so what they wanted to do was bring Chemezi off the bench as, you know, Nurkic's relief at the five spot, especially against a Nets lineup that, you know, put Claxton on the bench a couple of times and went with all wing, all guard lineups you know those are ones that Mezzi would struggle with at the four if he was starting the second half Nas Little played a really good first half he was rebounding the ball well which the Nets are a very good rebounding team uh, so they made the tweak there so they could bring Mezzi off the bench as a backup small ball five to kind of match the Nets positional versatility there and also because Nas was playing well um, it gave him a, a look at, at a different lineup and also kind of opened the door for some KBD minutes because they did need more wing depth uh, in a game like this. 
You want to give some love, Gerald? We'll start one with just sons first. You want to give some love to Yusuf Nurkic tonight? Yeah, absolutely. He rebounded his ass off tonight, and they needed every bit of it because, like I said, the Nets are one of the top rebounding teams in the NBA. They get up a ton of threes. I thought he fared pretty well for the most part tonight. He had a really big third quarter um, that helped the Suns, you know, climb back in the game, turn a halftime deficit into a lead. Um, so I, I was impressed with him. He's been really good. The Suns have been a, a very positive net rating when he's been out there over the last handful of games. So um, I know the numbers don't always back it up, but tonight was one of those eye-popping numbers kind of nights. Yeah. I mean, I saved this one for you to join us, Gerald, to be able to discuss because these turkeys over here don't really like the Twins anymore now that they're not on our team. I know Devin gave them some love after the game, though, right? Yeah, he did. He, he said it felt kind of like practice out there going up against them for the first time. Um, you know, he was saying, obviously, everybody here knows that they're high character guys, but they've left a mark on this organization um, just because of their personalities, because of the way that they flourished uh, going to Brooklyn. And even before they left here, they were obviously instrumental in building what the Suns have now. And you could feel it in the arena tonight. I mean, I, I have never experienced a game with a returning player or players quite like that. There was just a buzz in the building. They were cheering for them when they came out for warmups. They were cheering for Mikhail and Cam anytime they checked into the game, you know, second, third quarter. It was just kind of a different feeling. Um, and I understand they don't play for this team anymore, but, you know, seeing them get choked up, listening to Cam Johnson talk earlier today and hearing him get choked up about it, it, it is a cool bond that these two have with the city, with the fan base. And it, it's kind of unlike anything that I've seen from players after they've left a place. Um, so, you know, 2026 is a long ways away, but I would definitely be still keeping an eye on it because Booker was saying, you know, the Nets are a starred team on my league pass. I watch them all the time. I get alerts on their games. Um, it's bigger than basketball for me with those two. And I think they would feel the same given the way that they, you know, dapped each other up after the game and, and all the things that they had to say about their time here, which if you haven't read, I wrote about that earlier today on gophnx.com, so make sure you guys go check that out. Hold on, Gerald. You were there for for when this guy came back, and the love uh, was palpable when Markeith Morris came back to the building. <laughs> Do you not remember that? Yes, uh, the, the booze just rained down with love and affection. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I understand that there are a lot of things that went on in this game, but last night Frank Vogel was very obviously upset about their execution in the fourth quarter uh, and in particular some of their defense. It felt like we saw that again tonight. Did he comment uh, for a second straight night about the execution with that? Not really. And honestly, I didn't think the execution was like last night. Like last night they were throwing careless turnovers in their own backcourt. They were doing the exact same thing they had done down the stretch against the Warriors the last time against their bench just making boneheaded plays, taking shots with a lead that were like 11 or 13 seconds left on the shot clock. Um, those are things that you can help. I think tonight, if you look at the play-by-play -play down the stretch, there was a stretch where Kevin Durant just missed three makeable shots that he makes. And, and I think you live with those. You know, that's the whole point of having a big three. You live and die by those guys taking and making big shots tonight. Kevin Durant missed a couple of those shots. I think they had like one turnover in there where Jordan Goodwin overthrew Devin Booker on an alley-oop thinking he was, you know, Giannis or something. But outside of that, I didn't think the execution was bad. And, and give the Nets credit, you know, they they did a good job generating open looks. And down the stretch, it felt like those were a little more contested. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie hitting that ridiculous step back three, being a Suns killer like he's been lately. Um, you know, the, the corner three that they gave up to Mikhail Bridges obviously hurt there. But I didn't think the execution was bad on either end down the stretch. I think it was just one of those nights where one team played better than the other and made shots. Cool. Anything else, Gerald, that stood out to you that you think we need to know about? A couple of minor tidbits. Uh, Booker did say that tonight in the locker room, every Suns player did get a pair of his book ones. And he was saying it was a dream come true to have his teammates, you know, trying out his shoes and talking about how comfortable they felt and, not expecting him to feel that good. So that was kind of a happy thing to come Wait, out of the post game. Did Nurk wear them tonight? I couldn't fully tell. It looked like it though, right? It did look like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe they were those shoes he that he got today. Shoes before though. 
I know, but they did. I they tried did to zoom like in it. on them, and they weren't in focus, but they did look like it. Gerald, are you wearing a pair of the book ones right now? Can confirm I am not in that okay. special group. Did Cam and Mikhail get them? Probably. <laughs> no, not well, not yet. But Book did say because he was asked, you know, is there anyone that fits that PJ Tucker category of guys outside the Suns that you would like to get a pair to? Um, and his first answer was Mikhail Bridges. But he is going to try to keep that group small to guys that he has a strong personal connection with. Uh, hey. Gerald, before you go, uh, I know you said Cam got choked up today. Somebody in the chat wanted to let you know that Rudy Gobert also got choked up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> which, which, which brings me to my final point because Kevin Durant was asked. <laughs> Kevin Durant was asked about his reaction to the Draymond thing because obviously he didn't play last night, so we didn't get to talk to him. Um, he was saying it was an insane thing to see. Obviously, he's close with Draymond. They've won championships together. They're good friends. Um, but he was saying it's something he's never seen on the basketball court and that he hopes that Draymond gets the help that he need because it's been incident after incident. He knows that that's not who Draymond is deep down, but it is something that it's gotten worse. And, and he feels like uh, hopefully he will get that help and be able to put this kind of thing behind him moving forward. Yeah. Gerald, can you remind book that I'm the first guy he threw an alley-oop to and my shoe size is 13. Thank you very much. I got you. You were the start of point book. It's only right you get a parachute. Amen. <laughs> Gerald, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Everyone give Gerald a follow on Twitter at Gerald Borgay and make sure you read all of his articles over at gophnext.com. Bye, Gerald. Bye, guys. Uh, we have one final super chat here from So Says Jay, who I think has a bone to pick with you guys. One about the wings you brought up from Aussie Suns fans earlier. But also, he said, Espo Saul, why don't you guys tell the folks who's dominating that fantasy basketball league? Dot, I don't dot, know. Dot, I, can't dot, dot. I can't see that Question high up in mark. the standings. <laughs> <laughs> You're that I, low? <laughs> I don't know. I'm undefeated in the last three weeks. It's all I know. I finally figured out how this league works. Weird lock-in players when they score. System. So wait, bizarre. what? Where are you guys at? How many are there, and where are you? I'm seventh. Uh, out of uh, out of twelve. Okay, where are you? Damn, my boy Just is Seven first. Well, I mean, the lawyer. Even even a blind squirrel finds some nuts from time <laughs> to time. All right, <laughs> garbage can't get a steak every now and then, right? Oh my goodness! Wow, baby. Justin, I gotta hit you up on that fantasy thing. <laughs> Any final thoughts, guys? Yeah, don't blow his head up more than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts outside of him? Uh, no. Okay. No. No. Sky's not falling. Cool. Get some sleep. <laughs> See y'all Friday. Yeah, we got an eight o'clock game on Friday. I need to go catch up on that sleep. Right You'll now. be fine. Uh, we will not have a show for you guys tomorrow. We're gonna have a Christmas party instead with all of our. Go PH next and uh, everybody, coworkers, all that kind of stuff. So we will be back on Friday, though. We'll have a pregame show for you guys, 30 minutes before tip-off, and, of course, a postgame show. So enjoy tomorrow. You can always follow along with us on social, though, at PHNX underscore Suns. Um, and until we see you next time, be excellent to one another and give me a follow on social at Lindsay Smith AZ, Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Flex at Flex from Jersey and Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Yes, I have big feet. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>